0: Love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation today, a psalm of thankfulness and joy. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing know that the Lord he is God it is he who made us and we are his people the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his holy name for the Lord is good his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, was many years ago, was a family in a small town. They had a little girl, a little girl named Mary. She was the joy of everyone, not only in the family, but the whole community. Little Mary had a smile that would light up any room. She loved to sing and dance Little Mary made everybody happy. You couldn't help but like her. Mom and dad took her to church, had her baptized. She loved to be in God's house, hear God's word. She had all the Sunday school stories memorized. But when it came time to sing, that's, that's when little Mary stood out. She sang with her little voice, with all the gusto that she had. She sang her praises to God, and she didn't care who heard. She just sang. One day, little Mary got sick. At first, they thought it was nothing. But things didn't get better. After a while, the family realized just how serious Mary's condition was. She still smiled. Just not all the time. It was hard to stay awake. Sometimes she'd fall asleep right in the middle of a song. After a while, the family knew the inevitable was about to happen. So, family and friends did what family and friends do they came to the house they loved they encouraged they laughed they sang they cried finally one day close family gathered around Mary's bedside she breathed her last. Mary's dad was heartbroken. He just lost the apple of his eye. But in the midst of his tears and with a quaking voice, he stood up and he said, Let us stand and sing a song of joy, for Mary has gone to be with Jesus. And they sang. At first, it was weak. And it got louder and louder and louder. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. True story. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? How in the world can somebody sing when you hurt? How in the world can someone be full of joy, joy to the Lord, in the midst of death? How in the world can people find good when it hurts so much and feels so bad? Maybe that's your thought today. Maybe that's your thought as you come into God's house or view the service wherever you're at. It's a pipe dream. This this Christianity, it's a placebo. It's something to make you feel good and nothing more. My friends, today we come into God's house and we sing we sing our praises to God, we sing of his steadfast love, we sing our praises to the one who made us, who has redeemed us, and who keeps us in the one true faith, the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who promises, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. My friends, today we come into God's house and we celebrate a victory. A victory of God over Satan. A victory of heaven over hell. A victory, are you ready for this? A victory of life over death. I didn't stutter. A victory of life over death. Our Bible reading for today, Psalm 100, begins with a series of commands, exhortations. This is what you should do. God, through David, teaches each one of us. You should make a joyful noise to the Lord. Not just you, but all the earth, all of creation. You should serve the Lord with gladness. You should come into his presence with singing. You should know that the Lord, Yahweh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he is God. God, the one true God, is the God who made you. You belong to him. You, we are his people. We are like sheep, the sheep of his pasture. God says, you, we should enter his gates, come to church, with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. God commands us to give thanks to him and to bless his name wow that's a pretty heavy dose right a pretty heavy dose of thou shalt and thou shalt not serve the lord with gladness we are all masters at serving ourselves right sing praises to god well we are all experts at singing praises to ourselves Give thanks to God? I'd rather whine and complain. Make a joyful noise to the Lord? No. I'm going to blame Him. I'm going to blame Him for death. I'm going to blame Him for hurt. I'm going to blame Him for loss. I'm going to blame Him for pandemic. I'm going to blame Him for the upcoming election, no matter how it goes. This is who we are, right? We don't belong to anybody else. We belong to ourselves. This is the universal condition. We call sin. King David is right. We are his. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the creator of everything. When he created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, not only were Adam and Eve, but everything in the whole world was perfect. Can you imagine that? No sin, no sorrow, no suffering, no bad weather, no pandemics, no death. God's perfect world. His handiwork. Adam and Eve were to live forever in perfect communion and relationship with God. Didn't last long, did it? Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They thought they had better words than the Lord God Himself. They took matters into their own hands and they brought sin crashing not only down upon themselves but upon the whole world. We live with the consequences of sin every day drought, flood, famine, tornadoes, that pain in my back, gray hair, no hair. Loss of a loved one. The pain and the hurt of seeing people all over the world scared to death. My friends, if there is a God, why doesn't He do something about it? If there is a God, why doesn't He take care of it once and for all? Once and for all. Maybe you've heard that phrase once and for all. You know where it comes from originally? The Bible. Jesus Christ has bled and died once and for all. His Good Friday sacrifice for all sin, for all people, for all time, for you, once and for all. God gave a promise to Adam and Eve in the garden. He continued that promise all throughout the prophets and patriarchs, apostles in the Bible. He continues that promise and that proclamation today. My friends, in this world you will have trouble. You'll hurt. People will die. You'll think that you have lost all hope. But take heart. Christ has overcome the world. His Good Friday death is followed three days later by his Easter resurrection. Jesus, who was dead, is alive, conquering sin, death, and the devil. Good Friday and Easter are delivered to you in the baptismal font. They are preached into your ear every time you hear the good news of the gospel. Your sins are forgiven. Your name is written in the book of life. This is the good news that God has for us. Verse 5 of Psalm 100 tells us why god commands his children to do all those things to go to church to hear his word to give thanks to remember who they belong to for the lord your god is good his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations That phrase, steadfast love, is everywhere in Scripture. It translates an itsy-bitsy, tiny little Hebrew word. And it's a lot of fun to say. It helps if you have a little phlegm in your throat. Chesed. Chesed. The chesed of God. We can't translate it. There is no word in English that can capture the Hesed of God. Love, peace, mercy, reconciliation, grace. Everything that God is and everything that God does is summed up in that word. And that word is manifest in the person and work of Jesus Christ. We love because he first loved us. Jesus, who willingly took on flesh and blood, who willingly placed himself under God's holy law, who freely and willingly went to Calvary's cross, paying the penalty we earned and deserved because of our disobedience. Jesus, who could not be held even by death itself, bursting forth, From sin and death's grip, never to die again. This is God's steadfast love. And this is not something in the abstract. God's steadfast love is for you. We are all like sheep, David teaches us. Sounds like a good word picture from the little boy shepherd, right? We are the sheep of his pasture. You know what sheep do? Sheep wander, sheep stray, sheep fall. We all like sheep have gone astray and the Lord has laid on him, Jesus. The guilt, the shame, the punishment, the iniquity of us all, the great exchange. This is why we can come into God's house and sing and celebrate today. We love because God first loved us. We serve with gladness because He first served us. We sing our praises to God because He sang from the cross, it is finished. My friends, the victory is yours. The victory is complete. The victory is why we're here. And it was the victory, the victory of Jesus over sin, death, and the devil. The victory of Jesus that was poured out on Marsha in the waters of her baptism. The victory of Jesus that was preached into her ears and put into her mouth as she ate and drank Christ's body and blood in and under bread and wine that filled her up with joy and praise and thanksgiving to God. Can you ever forget Marcia's smile? You can't, it was everywhere. Maybe even on days when she didn't feel like smiling. She served. Served her husband. Served her family. Served her church. Served the community at large through the gift of medicine. She did all these things with a smile on her face. Not because she was making a big paycheck. Or she'd get rewarded later. She did it because she loved Jesus. Jesus. Her heart was full of Jesus, his love, his forgiveness, his steadfast love. And God's love for her was so big, she couldn't keep it in. There's the the old story about the Sunday school teacher who's teaching the little children that when you believe in Jesus... Jesus comes and and lives in your heart. And one little boy, he's pretty skeptical about that. He looked up at the teacher and he says, Teacher, if Jesus is inside of me, and if Jesus is bigger than me, won't he stick out? And the teacher smiled and said, Exactly. Exactly. You want to know what made Marsha such a good and faithful wife? Such a great mom and grandma? Filled her life with with love and service to her patients? Filled her heart with joy? to sing out loud and strong her praises to God. The steadfast love, the chesed of God that lived in her heart. My friends, she loved because Christ first loved her. She served the Lord with gladness because the Lord first served her with gladness. She knew who she was, she knew she wasn't perfect, she knew she belonged to God, the God who had created her, the God who had redeemed her by the blood of Jesus, and the God who had called her to faith by the power of the gospel. the One who kept her in the true faith through thick and thin, through grief and heartache for a mother unimaginable, Kept her in the one true faith. Smiling. Singing. Loving. Serving. I don't know if you picked it up in the last verse. Right after the whole steadfast love part. For the Lord is good... His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness for all generations. You hear that? God's faithfulness for all generations. To be faithful is to keep a promise. We live in a world where broken promises are routine. We become very skeptical of any promise, even a promise from a preacher out of the Bible. God's promise, God's steadfast love, was not just for Marsha. It is for you. It is for your children. It is for your children's children. It is for a generation yet unborn. We who have tasted the steadfast love of God, we who live in the forgiveness of sins, now we pass that on to the people that we love most, to the people we come in contact with, to our family and friends so that they too can have that peace that the world can't understand. That peace, peace of heart, peace of mind, peace of soul, that peace that comes from Jesus, the Prince of Peace, that surpasses all understanding. Many years ago, There were a crowd of people gathered together in the hospital, a specific part of the hospital, as they waited in the waiting room for surgery recovery. There are lots of people, different families, old and young, little kids running around, And off to the side was a man all by himself. He sat there all alone, his head in his hands. People paid him no mind and no attention. All of a sudden, a man dressed in surgical gear walked into the room. Everybody looked up. He walked straight over to the solitary man. People strained their ears trying to hear what was going on. They couldn't hear it. They couldn't hear the conversation except for the last two words. I'm sorry. The room grew silent. Tears streamed down the man's face. No one knew what to do or say. Then a little girl who was in the room, one who had been playing feverishly before, maybe even her name was Mary, I don't know. She walked up to the man and with her little hand, Wiped his tears away. My friends, that's God's promise for you today. Wayne, that's God's promise for you today. God promises that He will send the helper, the comforter, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, who will comfort you with the only comfort that can truly comfort jesus christ who is the resurrection and the life who has overcome sin death and the grave for Marcia, and will comfort you with the fact that today is not goodbye but until we meet again because there is a grand and glorious family reunion that awaits you and all who cling by grace through faith to jesus in the mansion prepared since the beginning of time. My friends, Marcia has gone to be with Jesus. Let us stand and sing a song of praise. Praise. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you. Amen. Please be seated.